Good morning, Booker Tov. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. I want to thank our generous sponsor, Jeffrey Gelb, who sponsored the 10 Minutes of Meaning series for the year in memory of Mishlem Ben David, Shendel Baz David, Avner Ben Avram Cohen. Also, our learning is for a speedy, complete refuah shlema. Esther Tehila Basari Al Tzipor and Carmel Shai Ben Reza. We're on the 19th parak of Mesil Sisharim. We have been steadily making our way systematically through the Ramchal's wonderful magnum opus, describing to us the formula, the prescription for how to live our better selves, how to live our best selves. It began with a sense of Zahira's mindfulness, caution, how to be present in every decision or speech or thought. Then Zrizus, to go from caution and mindfulness, going from being steady and slow, to Zrizus, alacrity, enthusiasm, energy, and zeal. We then moved on from Zrizus to Nikias. How do we identify, purge, and rid ourselves of those temptations, those behaviors, and those habits that absolutely do not belong in our repertoire whatsoever. After that was precious. Precious was how to live without. Not that we are an ascetic people, ascetic religion. We do not deny or deprive ourselves the joy, the pleasure of this world. But when we live without, only then are we entitled to live with. When it doesn't define us, when we don't rely on it, when we're not addicted to it, when we prove to ourselves, to others, and to Hashem that we're able to live without, then we are entitled to live with. Then came Tahara how to live a life of purity, how to be pure in our thought, how to be pure in our conduct, how to be pure in our intentions, how to be pure in our relationships. And that brings us up to chasidus, which is what we're doing now. Chasidus, to be a chassid, is defined not by what you wear externally, not by whether you drink l'chaim or sing songs or fabreng, but to be, that's also a chassid, nothing wrong with that. But to be a chassid in the Ramchal's ideal before chasidus was introduced to the world by the Helega Bashem Tov, to be a chassid is to go above and beyond. To be a chassid is not to be satisfied with good, but to strive for great. Not to get away with, it's enough, but to want to be the very best that we can. So now let's talk about the midav ava. He talked about to be a chassid, to go above and beyond, to strive to be great, not satisfied with good, is true interpersonally in our relationship with people. It's true ben adam in our relationship with Hashem. And it's true ben adam la'atzmo, in the relationship that we have with ourselves. And the Ramchal divided into segments, into different areas in which we have this ambition. He spoke about Ava and Yira. We talked about Yira. Yira Saonash, the most basic level is to be aware that we are accountable, to recognize that there are consequences for the decisions that we make and for the behavior that we exhibit. And that HaKadosh Baruch Hu there is reward and punishment. The higher level is Yira Saromimus, to live with a sense of awe, to be capable of getting goosebumps, to see greatness and to recoil and say, wow, I'm in the presence of greatness. Above that is the level of Ava, and that's what we're up to. Ava is divided to three parts. I see nobody's taking a donut or having coffee. Is there a fast day I'm not aware of? No. Please help yourself. They're generous sponsors, and people go to pick it up, so enjoy. Ava is divided into three parts. Simcha, Dveikus, and Kina. They are Simcha joy. We're in the month of Adar. This is the month of Simcha. We get two Adars. Adar, Aleph, Dar. When the Kodesh Baruch Hu comes to live with us and within us, when we see and reveal Him all around us, Marben Besimcha. When we think we're going at it alone, we think we're in charge and we're in control, you can't help but be brought down to be nervous, anxious, depressed. But Adar, Aleph, Dar. When the Kodesh Baruch Hu lives, dear Betachtonim, when we see Him all around us, Marben Besimcha. There's a relief that everything is for a meaning and for a purpose, that Hashem is in charge, He's in control. Dveikas, to cling and to cleave to God. And kinah, 
And kina is zealousness, not jealousy in this context, but kina like a kanoi, to be zealous, to have alacrity, to have zeal, to have passion, to care, to be principled. So we'll unpack each of these areas. So this is a very basic thing that's missing in the relationship many people have with Hashem. Too many people, too many people, were raised and taught and live a very fearful and dry relationship with Hashem. He gives us a list of do's and don'ts. He holds us accountable. We're rewarded if we do. We're punished if we don't. Now go and live. He's the king, we're the servant, and we report to him. And all that's true. It's absolutely true. It's critically important to remember that it's true. But there's also a much more basic relationship with Hashem. And that is love. He loves us and we love Him. He's our Father in Heaven. And He's our intimate other. Rabbi Kiva taught that the mission in Kalim says there are many metaphors for our relationship with Hashem. He's the Master and we're the servant. He's the Father, we're the children. There are countless metaphors. In fact, the Mikubala and the mystics understand that each of these relationships in this world only came to be, Hashem designed a world in which we have those relationships as metaphors for our relationship with Him. So one way that I relate to Him is a employer-employee, master and slave. One way I relate to Him is father and child. He created us that we are children, and please God, we have children, so we can understand what it means to be a child. We understand what it means to love as a parent. Kishboch created a world of attraction, of men and women, of husbands and wives, of longing and love, also a metaphor. So which is the holiest? Which is the highest? Which is the relationship with Him we strive for? Which is the greatest? To see ourselves as His children, to see ourselves as His servants, to see ourselves the many other metaphors. So Rebekiva teaches that Kol and Kodesh, but Shir Hashirim is Kodesh HaKadoshim. Each of the metaphors is holy. Each one we extract and we apply a different component of what it means to connect to Hashem what it means to connect to Hashem. I'll give an example. Until you're a parent who has to say no to your child, and your child throws a tantrum and says, why do bad things happen to good people? Why are you holding me back from what I want? Why can't I go to the party? Why can't I hang out with the friends? Why can't I buy that? Why can't I have fettered access to the internet in my room late at night with the door closed? Why can't, you don't love me, you hate me, you don't want me to be happy. Why do you deny and deprive me? And a parent realizes and recognizes, you have no idea how much I love you. If I didn't love you, I would just let you do whatever you want because I don't have the energy and patience to fight with you. It's because I love you that I put these boundaries. It's because I love you that I say no. So only a parent who's had to endure that exercise, that process, and knows that it comes from love, not hate, and though it feels to the child from their limited, immature, unsophisticated perspective, feels like a punishment when really it's a reward, feels like it hurts when really it's helping, so then we can understand now, we have a Father in Heaven. And sometimes we say, Hashem, why don't you love me? Why are you denying me pleasure? Why are you causing me pain? And he looks down and he says, my kinder, my child, you don't understand. You will maybe one day that everything I do is from love, not for pain. Everything I do is for your good, not to harm you. So each of these relationships bring with it a different each of these relationships bring with it a different component of how we understand Hashem. So which is the highest and the holiest? Says Rabbi Akiva, Kol Hashirim Kodesh, but Shir Hashirim is Kodesh HaKadoshim. Shir Hashirim is the Holy of Holies. The holiest relationship we strive for, the most authentic, the most meaningful, the highest, the one that we seek to achieve is the Shir Hashirim relationship. 
of a dod and a ra'ya, of a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, who are longing and lusting, who crave to be together, to connect, to be intimate emotionally, physically, and in every which way. And that's the Ava that we're supposed to feel for Hashem. Hashem, I can't wait to talk to you. I can't wait to fill you in. I can't wait to feel or hear you talking to me. I can't wait to spend time alone. I can't wait to unburden myself. I can't wait to share and let you in in ways I don't anyone else. There's a relationship. There's a romance. There's an electricity. There's something more than just a list of do's and don'ts. And to run and to pursue and to be drawn to holiness. Like someone pursues something that you want so badly. Until all you do is talk about God. You speak in praise. And all you do is want to involve yourself in His words and learning and growing and gaining. There's a delight, there's an enjoyment. Like a somebody falling in love. You know, it's nauseating when you're around somebody who fell in love. It's absolutely and totally nauseating. They have this like glow and their heads in the clouds and all they do is talk about the other person and all the annoying things about the other person they see as adorable idiosyncrasies and they just want to talk to you about them and they just love them and they just can't bear that they're separated from them. Baruch Hashem, I've had a couple kids in that state. just continue. And uh, anyone who has children, they want to get married or trying to get married should know or feel that. But you know, as the courtship continues and you're ready to get engaged, then you get engaged. I can't bear to be apart and it's so hard. And when will I see them? And now we put Gedarim. It's a new modern invention. Rabbis tell you how many hours you can speak, how many hours you can see each other, how do we regulate that relationship in that period of engagement. So there's this, I miss them and I want to be with them and aren't they amazing and aren't they adorable? Isn't it so cute? And I can't wait. And you're like, I'm going to give me a vomit bag. (laughs) So that's what we're supposed to feel for Hashem. What the cute couple feel in their courtship and falling in love until we're nauseous from the way that they talk about one another and the googly eyes they make to one another and the longing they have to one another and the countdown to the wedding they have, that's what we're supposed to feel for Hashem. I can't wait for my next private time to unburden, to confide, to share. I can't wait to feel, to sing, to be lifted. I can't wait for that next tish, the fabreng and the shalashidus, the next oneg. I can't wait to feel I'm with you. That longing, that love, that desire, that energy. O b'no yechido ava chazaka. Well, like you have one child and you waited for that child and that child is here and you just can't get enough of that child. Child is always and forever by your side, holding your hand, always, wherever you go, on your mind, can't stop thinking. That's the feeling we're supposed to have. That's the Ava, the love. There's a love. We're supposed to love Hashem. Hashem loves us. Other religions stole that from us. It's our bumper sticker, even if they took it. Hashem loves us and we're meant to love Him. And while yes, our religion is one of action, because action is how we express that emotion, but it shouldn't be action that is bereft of emotion. There has to be that longing in that sense. To be a chassid is not just to put check, check, check. Tefillin, shachar is good, daf, now finally I can go on and do the things I enjoy. It's not supposed to be a checklist. It's supposed to be a passionate love affair. We'll pick up with this Amir Tashem next week. 8.45, living with Amunah tonight, 9 o'clock, we'll go behind the bima. With Rabbi Eli Mansour, stay happy, stay holy, stay healthy.